Welcome to Building the Future, hosted by Kevin Horick. With millions of listeners a month, Building the Future has quickly become one of the fastest rising programs with a focus on interviewing startups, entrepreneurs, investors, CEOs, and more. The radio and TV show airs in 15 markets across the globe, including Silicon Valley. For full showtimes, past episodes, or to sponsor the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Ken Rosenblatt. He's the chief innovator and founder of Obvious. Ken, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi, Kevin. How are you? I'm very well. Yourself? Excellent. Sunshining. <laughs> of course it is in California. <laughs> yes. I, I do love how on your LinkedIn profile you have doing well by doing good. So that just made me think of that kind of uh, little quote you have there. <laughs> yes, ben, ben, Benjamin Franklin. That's what the BF after it says. Okay. I, I tried to give him uh, a citation. Very cool. Credit. Very cool. So before we get into what you guys are doing at Obvious, let's get to know you a little bit better and start off with where you grew up. Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Okay, so how did you make your way from Hamilton to university and then down south? Well, you went to university in, in California, but walk us through your university because you went to a few. My, 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 I absolutely did, but I want to give credit to my mom who was from California, and that's how I ended up here. Gotcha. And that's how I knew I wanted, I wanted to be from Hamilton. I love Hamilton. It's the greatest place to be from, but I wanted to live in West Los Angeles and once I saw it, he said, that's for me. Um, so I went to Western, okay. as Canadian kids do. Sure. What did you uh, take and why? Uh, Poli-sci. Um, I was a reader. There was nothing left. I was a worse than terrible student um, in, in Ontario as a high school student and just you know booked it for one term of grade 13 and got into grade 13 and got Ontario Scholar and moved on from there. So I made sure I had my residence. So for Canadians who are old, that, that story will make sense. <laughs> um, but then, <laughs> then I'm 56, full disclosure, but then moved to Los Angeles in 1984, the summer of the Olympics, attended UCLA, okay. took courses, ended up in all art history, all the things I didn't take at Western. Gotcha. Um, sociology, deviance, uh, some marketing, some literature courses, and then TA'd there, and then went to law school here. Um, and graduated law school, hated being a lawyer. Okay. Interesting. So walk me through your journal or journey out of getting out of law into doing your own thing. Because you did a few. Do you remember did you do you remember the show LA Law? Yep. And they always showed the license plate. I always wanted my license plate to say N O M O L A W. Okay. <laughs> no mo no more law. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, There's still time. There's still time. Yeah. I, I I had a wonderful part I had a wonderful person who was a partner at the time that realized I wasn't happy. Okay. And and said you know, we had a on right out of law school. We had a, a law office with responsibilities and and the, the, for and I did transactional work. She did the litigation, which is a huge undertaking. Okay. But she said, "Hey, listen, let's finance through the law office. It's fifty-fifty what you want to do." So I went and I did elastic shoelaces. I had three inventions at the time, okay. and I did elastic shoelaces and got a patent on a lace lock and put the MBA license on top of the lace lock. 
And this is in the years of the Reebok pump. So sure. this is 88, 89, 90. And, and wow. this is a big market and, and took a three quarter cut sneaker and gave you the ability to slip it on and off. It was called the energy lace system and energy was spelled N R G. Interesting. I'm lace it, lock it, lace it, lock it, leave it, baby. That's amazing. So yeah. you, you, did you sell that company or how did, what came of that? Um, you know what? Things didn't end up going so well okay. with the, the partner and we sold it and we sold it at a fire sale to a guy from New Zealand and in the underlying intellectual property. Um, and, um, I, he didn't execute and I needed to go and I thought I had enough money. I made some dough, right? Cause sure. we were in Walmart and we had the MBA license and I thought I had enough dough and go plant tomatoes and be a teacher. Okay. And then I got stuck and then I had a client who was sued, started a startup called Discus Dental and it okay. was Discus Enterprises. And I changed the name with them to, to Discus Dental in the first buy sell. And I was employee four or five, wow. uh, general, general counsel, COO. And we had a wonderful 15 year run. Okay. A wonderful 15 year run where we just, you know, learned tremendous things about new technology and bringing them to market and, 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 you know, what a wonderful experience that is to change ceremony, right? I think the word disruptive is a little overused these days. But the opportunity to change ceremony is a, is a kinder, gentler disruptor. Very cool. So did you sell that company or, or what happened after the 14, 15 years? Um, everybody started to fight as people do. And uh, when the money's on the table and the company, I got to remember what I'm allowed to say here and what sure. I'm not allowed to say, it sold after the... the Two officers that ran it um, left, and it sold for less money they had on the table three years earlier. So it's a sad story, but it uh, sold. Okay, it sold. Okay, so then did you? What did you do after that? You take some time off? Did you? Did you start another thing? Walk us through that journey. Mm, I wrote a list of. Pa I wrote down on a list of paper, uh, a piece of paper, how much I admired people that 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 um, reinvented themselves. And okay. I listed them. Okay, interesting. And, and I list and I and I and I listed the different things that I could reinvent myself as. Okay. And, so, and I going. did a thing called jury. I did a thing called jury nation where I was going. And this is back in two thousand and seven. Okay. That we wireframed out. You know, it, it, this was twi uh, Twitter, just after Twitter launches, but Twitter subject matter where you get to vote on things and you have subject matter experts meets they say that it's out there already today but i don't use it it was it was a social media thing to deal with issues like a soapbox or a yelp okay. and you could vote and, and advise interesting and while i while i was doing that because that was nothing but a money suck Okay. <laughs> um, I never generated any revenue sure. um, and it was a lot of money suck and i worked with people that i work with now on that um, at the same time, I was I was working another deal for the acquisition of a company, another company in dentistry that okay. supplied dentists with with emergency medical kits. Okay. And, and and another company in healthcare and the airlines providing emergency medical kits, crash carts. Interesting. And the goal the goal was to run a compliance, a cloud based recurring revenue subscription compliance program. 
okay. for doctors. Sure. So that if someone strokes strokes out in their waiting room, we're the one that provide the, the training, the AED, the battery, the drugs, because they expire the drugs, the EpiPens, right? And make sure that, that you are prepared and on time and show them that information in the cloud, which changed everything and made it a subscription. And they did that for uh, with a Fortune 300 partner, um, you know, and was very successful for the four years that we were there. We grew up by 500. percent Wow! I didn't like working. I didn't like working with that Fortune 300 company. I don't like that Fortune 300 company, and I'll say it. So let's move on from there. But I made I made good money in my exit. But leave it at that. No, very cool. Okay, which, affor- which afforded me the opportunity to do obvious. Okay, so what exactly is obvious, and how did you come up with the idea for it? So I'm 56 now. So at 50, okay, just before my 50th birthday, I'm I'm in Canada. Okay, I'm in Toronto. I'm in the market. I'm underground at the Whole Foods, and I lift the grocery bag out to put it into the minivan. Okay, and there's a pop, and wow. my shoulder, and and I'm driving up north, and I'm on the 400, and I remember exactly where I was, and there's a Californian who was brought up in. A Can- that's a combination California Canadian but it's a combination of, right I know exactly where I was and I looked at my wife and I said this is not like other injuries right this is not like other aches and pains that I've complained about and I spent the next two years in the system with you know PT acupuncture deep tissue the you name it I did it and ended up getting my shoulder operated on and when I woke up I, I wake up and the doctor says, you know, Kenny, those two slap tears that the MRI showed yep. were in your labrum. And, you know, he said, uh, those weren't slap tears. That's where your cartilage started and ended and, and starts and ends. And, and you're bone on bone from, you know, on the clock from about 11 to 3. And if you don't change your posture, you're going to need shoulder replacement. Wow. So I went home. Yeah. So I went home and, and I was happy. The good news was they didn't cut my bicep tendon. So I didn't have to walk around, you know, with on a hand on a tennis ball with your elbow in the air for sure. six weeks. So I was back in the office and I started to think, how can I condition myself to sit properly? And I didn't even know what sitting properly was at that point, right? This is, sure. 2000 and, this is 2013, I guess. And, you know, do I Velcro myself into the chair? But I know that I want to make the screen go off uh, so that I lose my carrot, so to speak, right? I lose access to my device, to my technology. And, and if I could have it go off and instead of tapping on the space bar, sit up straight, right. and it was easy as that, I would have conditioned myself, right? Sure. Um, very, very Pavlov, very basic conditioning. I wanted to make it fun the same way that when I'm playing a video game, I like to play NHL with my son. Sure. Um, you know, the, the, I, I wanted, I like to go into that zone. And I used to play, I love to play FIFA soccer, believe it or not, still sure. on the Wii, on the, on, the, on the treadmill. Interesting. Okay, fair enough. While, I, while, I, while on the treadmill. And it's a challenge. And if, anyways... We could go to the tape, but this is not a. <laughs> <laughs> my kids thought I was crazy. They were younger. But anyway, I like that idea of that immersion, right? I like how do we use the immersiveness of technology that's sucking our health out of us to give it something healthy? And the healthier thing was posture for me. 
at the time, I thought, just sitting straight. And I learned from there that, you know, it's not about sitting straight. It's really about movement. And it's really about movement that's supported by the breath. And from an anthropological, biological standpoint, we weren't meant to be looking at these machines sure. the way we are. And there are 1.3 billion of us that are daily getting over 11 hours of screen time and growing. And it is having health consequences end of story in a healthcare system that's 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 collapsing on itself in the united states well they basically say it's the new smoking right sitting at a desk all day long i you know i think that's i i don't think that's correct i think okay. that sitting doing any i think that that's that, that not moving okay right sure so that even if you're sitting at a desk you should sit part of the day stand part of the day get a treadmill under your desk. If you have a part of your day where you can silence out the treadmill and you're a telephone talker for a living, right? Uh -huh. If you're in sales or something else, and I understand that there's a certain amount of data entry, but if there, there's a way to get it done, um, you know, I think people should be walking part of the day at their desk if it's feasible. Interesting. Okay. No, I, I agree. I, I think that's, that's quite fascinating. So, what are you guys building at Obvious? Because you're doing quite a bit and it's actually quite fascinating. Yeah, so, you know, when we were on this journey, the posture journey, okay. before I realized it was about movement, I realized that it was about the breath. Okay. Um, you know, the breath is such an important thing and by no means am I going to be anything but but the combination of mystic and scientific at the same time. And I think that's kind of the timing that we're at, we're at right now, whereby Western medicine is realizing that if you manipulate, if you provide a certain cadence to the human breath, okay. there can be an effect on the parasympathetic nervous system. Okay. End of story. Okay. Interesting. Whether you believe in going home or you have to clear your mind, just doing the exercise right? Just doing the cadence, it will ultimately clear your mind anyways. So how do you get, keep a person on a, a cadence, so to speak? Um, whether it's for heart rate variability, which is the big buzzword right now in the weighted condition, or you're out there, and I don't know if you or your listeners are familiar with a gentleman by the name of Wim Hof. And if you're not, take the Wim Hof push-up test for those of you that, that can do push-ups. Um, Oh, Wim Hof looks crazy, but the science that's being done on the manipulation of the breath, and he's on one end of the spectrum, okay. all over the world today is fascinating. And at the end of the day, it boils down to something really simple. If, if you can get to an even breath in and out 15 minutes a day, that's a wonderful thing, right? Sure. Five in, six out, a little bit longer, exhale. And if you can use cues to keep you there, whether it's a chime that goes ding dong, whatever it is that floats your boat or ambient music of, of, of winds or birds, right? Yep. If you can learn to, if you can learn to do that and to breathe diaphragmatically, there's some tricks, right? That technology can provide to get you there. Um, whether it's the sounds um, whether it's a, an electronic coach, a real coach, or just a sound. So we first thing that we discovered that we have the ability 
and we patented this, to visualize the breath itself. So in other words, when I'm breathing in on the screen, it looks like a big marshmallow and it's getting bigger, but it's really me. It's real biofeedback, right? Sure. It's, not a ziggly it's not a ziggly line on a graph and it's tied to ding, dong. Not a very good singer. Um, and I didn't support that well with the breath, right? The, go the, go the, the yogis are the guys that can walk around and, and, and keep their breath in the background all the time. Um, very difficult thing to do, sure. but we don't need, we need, to, we don't need to do it all the time. Right. I think that, that, that the way our bodies are made, it understands, Hey, you, you got to go about your business part of the day, but you also need this downtime and this reset. So we ended up creating a device at obvious that shows you your posture on your screen. And when you're out of good posture, you set it by taking a nice breath. You sit up tall. You think about you have Spock ears that are reaching for the ceiling, right? Or you're a ballet dancer and there's a string on your head and you set yourself in your chair and you make sure you can see your monitor, right? Yep. <laughs> it is amazing because the whole crisis that we're experiencing right now from a healthcare standpoint is because we're all leaning forward. And, you know, the body workers and, 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 and the biologists would say, uh, or, or especially the chiros, right? You're in kyphosis. Um, and that head is forward. There's that big uh, shape in the hump in the back of the, you know, at T1 and below. Everywhere that we're supposed to be bending one way, we're bending the other. So, and it's not conducive to breathing. So it became posture is breathing. And, and breathing is posture. You can't have one without the other. So on the device, um, when we want you to feed up and just take four breaths of diaphragmatic breathing at any time, you can just click and your respiration is visible to you, as I described before, like this marshmallow going in and out. Sure. And you can do a combination of the two. And it works in the background as a body clock, right? While you're working on your handheld, it's in the background. And if you go in a bad posture, it'll give you a, a vibration on your, your cell phone or on the device if you'd like. But when you're at your desktop, the last thing I think we need is another bzzz, right? Sure, or, yeah. a, or, another, or another beep or another notification because I think it sets off that flight or fight response that I, that I spoke about earlier when I talked about we're not biologically meant um, to be sitting in front of a desk, right? We were meant to be wandering the savannah and once every two weeks, a, a cyber tooth tiger, you know, jumps out of the bushes and, and we're off and running. Sure. Not every time that, and I turned off my notifications for this interview, not every time, you know, that, that, that email notification happens yep. or that text comes totally. in. And right now we are a society under rapid fire yep. of notifications, right? Um, as a technologist, I know sometimes trying to manage them is difficult. Yep. And some days my technology, it seems like it attacks me. And, you know, my iPhone is hooked up to my computer and it's ringing in six places and I'm on a conference call. Um, it, it's, it's a crazy place to live. So an obvious, our, our objective is how do we bring back some purpose to these devices that we love? I'm a technologist. I love my stuff, right? Sure. Um, but, but how do we make it run in the background and condition us in a fun way to sit up straight, to take a few breaths? And then from there, we think that we'll have permission with our, with our, our customers um, 
to maybe say, hey, should I be addressing my walking or should I be addressing my, my, my intake, my nutrition? Um, where am I on the health spectrum, right? Because certainly mindfulness is a pillar of, 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 of wellness, right? Totally. Um, and, and, and there are a lot of devices out there and, you know, Apple's going about it in their way with looking at, you know, more, I've already got a situation with my heart, so I need to have an EKG at my availability. We're focusing on wellness, right? Sure. And what's this individual person's journey? And, and, you know, we define wellness as, as um, mindfulness, nutrition, sleep, activity, and habits. And we think that technology, what is posture and breathing but habits? And we think that, you know, technology can help incentivize us to, to get to points where we have true internal motivation to do everything that's good for us or make better decisions. Um, and, and that is technology supporting, in my mind, the fastest growing area of healthcare or probably not only the fastest growing area of healthcare, but the most effective area of healthcare. And that's lifestyle medicine, which basically says, or integrative medicine, which basically says the person's behavior and what they do is the most important thing, not the drugs that we provide them. No, so interesting. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. The the thing that's interesting that I think gets a little bit hard to explain is the visuals. And you gave me a, a really good demo a few weeks ago about how everything mm -hmm. kind of works with video and, and kind of seeing the app. And the thing that I noticed about it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is you're basically well at you let the user choose at their own pace how much they want to transition into a healthier lifestyle because you could just say you know what watch yeah. my posture right and and tell me yeah. every time yeah. i slouch or whatever and then you could say watch yeah. my posture and do all these other things for me and I can kind whatever of cherry you want to pick do. whatever you Yeah, I could cherry yeah. pick them, right? And and decide yeah. because I think part of the problem with anybody that's looking to get healthy or fit or, or whatever they want to call it is you kind of have to just jump in the deep end and sink or swim. And I think that to majority of people, myself included, is too life changing. You need to yeah. slowly say, like, I'm just gonna do something that's 15 minutes a day or or 15 minutes a couple times a week instead of just like, okay, you need to rework your, yes. you know, you need to start working out 45 minutes a day. You need to start eating like this. You need to start doing this, this, and this. And it's like 50 things at you and you're like, you're going to fail because you just can't do that, right? Right. So, so you're absolutely – so the so what we're trying to do is create the ultimate tool for the health coach. So whatever you're ready to do – we're here to help you with. But then you can keep adding, right? I think that's the differentiator between you yes. and your competitors. It's a journey and it's a game, right? Sure. And we're here for the long haul. Sure. No, we don't okay. want to spray it, right? We're here for the long haul to help you get to wellness, whatever your path is. Sure. So I want to get into how people get the device quickly, but I want to cover one thing before you've mentioned some sensors and whatnot. How do, mm -hmm. how does like, I have to wear something on my body. How do you explain that to people and, and what are the options and where can I 
wear the device on my body that connect, connects to my phone, my computer, etc. Mm-hmm. So right now you wear your Apple Watch and your Fitbit on your wrist. Sure. What, what, what we've got is essentially an Apple or a Fitbit and you take it off the wristband. Okay. okay. And we're making a clip for the Apple Watch as well as our own hardware. Okay. And you're taking that Apple Watch and you take the heart sensor side down and you would put it at T1 on the back of your shirt okay. where the tag is. That's, that's your thoracic one, right? Okay. Or alternatively on the front of your shirt. Okay. Okay. On, on your chest. Um, that will give you posture in real time while you're sitting at your desktop where you can move around. And when you move a ball on the screen moves a small one, if you want to sure. play with it and have fun with it, it's there, but that's the visual that you were going to get. And it will give you a good zone and, and, and a not good zone and soft, soft conditioning to correct. Okay. So that's kind of step the first experience out of the box. But if you're there, because let's say you don't know how to diaphragmatically breathe. Okay. And a lot of people have a lot of people have problems with that, right? Sure. I think Especially a lot of when you don't even know what to... that means. Okay. Well, if we had a video, I'd give you a demonstration. As my kids say, "Show them the belly, Dad." Um, <laughs> but because uh, it is, some people call it belly breathing, right? Okay. But to do that, you need to lie on the floor. Okay. Right. Take a bean bag. You can lie on the floor with our sensor. Put it on your belly have your iPad or your phone or your monitor in the air where you can see it without hurting your neck. Sure. And you'll be able to see whether your belly is rising and falling. Interesting. Okay, cool. Okay. And you'll, and you'll see the rhythm by which a breath goes through your body. Okay. As you learn to diaphragmatically breathe, right. Which is the diaphragm is I, I could, I could, we could do a show on the diaphragm and the psoas muscle, but let's not. Okay. Um, (laughs) The, the, it, but the, you know, it, it is about the breath, right? It supports our muscles. It supports our nervous system. It's the one thing that we can do and that we can manipulate. And that modern healthcare, Western medicine realizes today is that we can affect our parasympathetic nervous system, our organs, right? Our, 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 our vagal nerve uh, that controls all our organ that comes out of our brainstem straight down the middle of our body that we can manipulate this and the biofeedback shows it. Okay, um, interesting. And, and our nervous system and our digestion, it gets happy. Our heart rate gets happy. Our variable heart rate improves. Our blood pressure improves. It's the one thing we can do. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't mean to sound like evangelical, Um, but I am evangelical. I've had a, you know, my business life has been crazy. Um, it's been, it's been stressful, uh, and I've been injured and, you know, if I didn't have the breath, honestly, it it would have been a much harder road to hope. That is for certain. Interesting. Okay. So how and when are people going to be able to get one of these devices and, and the apps and everything we talked about so far? So right now we are just getting ready to start taking pre-orders. We, okay. we just ran, uh, we've had 150 devices in the field for the last uh, year, okay. 15 months. Okay. Um, you know, putting them through their paces, learning everything that we can. And we're going to spin and gin up with a, uh, a new, ex- with, with a manufactured exterior or industrial design 
uh, for a thousand pieces uh, in the next 90 days. Oh, wow. And then we're taking, and then we're taking orders after that. So we're taking the, the, the pre pre orders and, and you know, the, the people that are out there saying you got to show them that people want this. I mean, I, I don't mean to sound cocky, but I know people will want this based upon the fact that we've been out in public with the American college of lifestyle medicine folks working okay. with, uh, working with health coaches, right? right. Um, the I- integrative health coaches. We've been with yogis. We've been with cardiologists. We've been with the biofeedback people. We have all of these people serving on our advisory board over the last five years. Gotcha. Um, it, it, it's a wonderful thing that's kind of coming together. Um, you know, we want to do, we want to do this right. Yeah, we want to do this right. And and you know, when we when we when we take it out to the mall here as we've done a couple of times in Los Angeles, people genuinely think it's fun. And that's the greatest assumption affirming event of my life was when, you know, the kid goes, wow, I love this. Cause there's some fun stuff that you can tie to the gyroscope in the rotation of the body. Um, we sure. kind of made a, a, a human fidget spinner, which is one of my favorite things. And it's really strange. 30% of the people absolutely go, wow, man, that's really cool. And 70% of the people go, that's crazy, but it, it you you're essentially it's like kinetic sculpture. Imagine a fidget spinner that you can control by by rocking your shoulders back and forth. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, no, very cool. So yeah. I want to dive a little bit deeper into so people have to go to their wellness coach to get one, or or how does that kind of exactly work? You covered it quickly, but I want to make sure people are clear. So the first stage that we're doing and what's for sale right now, we're looking for testers and we're going to go directly to consumers and we're going to expand and we'll be testing at the same time with health coaches to make it the tool. The UX and the software behind um, what we call right now the Minder Pro side of things um, is really robust, ready to roll out, ready to be tested, but needs to be tested because it's tested because it's being built on a HIPAA compliant uh, uh, platform, okay. right? And it's got to work. It's got to work on on Android. It's got to work on iPhone. It's got to work on iOS. It's got to work on Windows, etc. And it's got to be right. right. So that's testing, but we'll get there, right? It's all sure. it's all a mashup. And when you're working in a regulatory environment, you have to do things in a certain way. Sure. Which is the right way? Quality. No, totally. That makes sense. So. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know where do you guys kind of take this? Because I think eventually you would probably sell these either online direct to consumers at big box retailers, or do you want to no. stay just in with the health professional? Yes. Okay. So, so, so here's, here's what we're going to do. First of all, we will never be in a big box store. Okay. We will not, we will not. Okay. Uh, and why is that just out of curiosity? Just, Um, because I want this to be tied to a coach. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. Ultimately. And that this is not, you know, it's, it's beautiful, but we want it to have a timeless quality to it. And it's about the communication and what the device represents to help you with your behavior than it is bling, so to speak, that we would want to sell at Best Buy. And, you know, health coaching is a very uh, serious um, 
seriously researched and valid methodology for improving outcomes. Okay. End of story. Double blind, peer reviewed, right? Placebo. Health coaching works. And it's based upon, um, you know, certain techniques uh, related to where that individual is. So you said to me before, oh, my goodness, you know, it's so big. It's there's so much to do in relation to my wellness. Right. And I don't know where to start. And I'm and it's going to be an epic fail. The health coach is a person that is there through asking lead open-ended questions, for example, right? And a lot of silence, but knows how to manage it. A health coach believes you know the right place to start. Kevin, you know what to do. Okay, sure. Okay, Okay, sure. But what we're going to do is get you to be forthcoming with it. Once you're forthcoming with it, we're going to nail you to a schedule. We're going to funnel you into that. That's where we crack the whip as a coach, right? right. And that's where we're going to th- throw out throw out the reward. Right. But well, and motivation you probably come, too, right? Like if I'm kind of falling behind well, yeah. or I'm, yeah, right? You can. Whether, okay. yeah, whether it's social or whether it's from him or her or whether it's you want a, you know, a medal that we're going to provide you or an opportunity to win a free massage. Interesting. Um, right? All of these external motivators to try to get you closer to that internal motivator of, holy cow, you know, my thing was that I I should be walking three and a half miles a day. End of story, right? And I've got a dog and there's no reason why I can't do it. And I live in California and, and you you know what? I had to say it. Sure. And then kind of be held, held, held to the goal, so to speak. But I had to say it. So, that, that morass that you talked about, that overwhelming morass, we think, and our advisory board and our coaching panel all agree, that you can break wellness and this behavior that we're after, right, sure. down into five very nice buckets. Okay. Mindfulness, nutrition, activity, sleep, and habits. Okay. That's it. That's it, Right. And we believe that, you know, we can give individuals a survey, an in-depth survey, right? Um, Part medical history, part where you at, and why are you talking to me about your health, right? Sure. And and assess what you're ready to start with. And it's not going to be the atomic bomb, right, of 27 things. But I will guarantee you that it'll be based on something very personal to you, right, and a really good start based upon a personal interview. And I assure you that it will involve some element of mindfulness and you being more aware of yourself. Um, that is mindfulness, right? Sure. When you've got the monkey mind or, or you know, I'm not going to get all preachy again, but at the end of the day, I think every successful health coach know, believes that, that mindfulness is a part of a healthy life. Um, and there's a lot to unpack there. We could do several shows on that, but, but yeah, that is the essence of who we are. And, and the best way to be mindful is really it's as simple as not counting sheep or counting breasts. Right. Sure. And if you do, if you count three breaths and you're cognizant of it, Oh my goodness, I, I would count that as being mindful. Sure. Well, I also think though it's, you guys are building a tool that allows people to see results 
without because I think maybe I should back up a second. I think the the biggest struggle with people trying to lose weight that I've heard from people is they step mm. on a scale and maybe their weight stays the same or it goes up a bit or it's not going down fast enough. They think they're failing when they're actually improving. It's just not happening as instant as they would like it to where if you can see, wow, I'm my posture is getting better and you know, I'm burning more calories or I'm taking more steps than I traditionally do, or my heart rate's better, or they can see more things improving. Maybe they might even, maybe you could even argue they're smaller changes, but if you can see a lot more things and you can actually see that you're getting healthier, I think people are more motivated when they just use one device that doesn't really tell them other than they, their weight that they're getting better, right? I think part of the, it's like a mind thing, right? Do you agree with that? Or what are your thoughts around that? My thoughts are it's about insight, number okay. one. Okay. okay, sure. And it's it's fun just to see, oh, there's my heart rate. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, look at that. My boss just called my heart rate when flying because <laughs> it's right there on your desktop, right? Sure. You know, well, isn't that it? Is, is, and we have, a, we have a system called stressful, number one. But number two, you're right. It's about small victories, right? And, and we can get and find small victories in that data to keep sure. people going, sure. right? Yeah. There's, there, there's no more data after you've gone into the weight. There's so much more interesting things to look at and fun things to look at. But there's also an element of this that a health coach also provides is kind of visioning, right? Sure. And you go into this to say, oh, it's, there's a long-term goal here. What's my most important long-term goal? And you back it to a 90-day, you back it to 30 days, and you back it down to the day, right? Sure. Yep. And it's kind of, it's specific to you. So your little victory may be that, you know, I remember my little victory in my, when I, I took a health coaching course, okay. um, I loved it. It was eye opening. I learned so much. Sure. I have so much more to learn. Um, but it, 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 it's, it's eye opening in that it was a little thing. Like I, I wanted to skip rope. Okay. And I have hard, I have hardwood floors here in the office. Okay. And sometimes I don't wear shoes to work. I worked above my garage in, in, in a, a really nice facility, like 500 feet. I'm blessed um, across from my breakfast room, across nice. my backyard. Awesome. And it's terrific. But if you try to skip rope with a leather rope and you're not wearing shoes, oh. <laughs> it really hurts. It really hurts your toes. Sure. So, so, you know, I, why am I not starting to skip rope? I know it's a good thing for me to do. It gives me a great heart workout. I like to phase up. I like to see how far I can go. I used to be really good at it. I could do crisscrosses and all this stuff when I was a kid. And, it, you know, why? Why? And I couldn't figure out. So we're talking about it. I said, okay, I'm going to get started. What are you going to do? I'm going to bring a pair of shoes and socks out to the guest house. Okay. All right. That was my, that was my, my little victory. That was, that was my first step and it resonated with me. Right. And then there was, there was another one where, okay. And you know, I've always been pleasantly pumped. There's no doubt about it. Right. Over the course of my life, there's heavy weights and low weights. I've looked good when I need, when I needed to. Right. Um, But, but nutrition is, becomes an issue as you get older and you have to start becoming more aware of it. And, you know, I travel, Sure. And I'll tell you something, 
if there's ever something called death by wasabi nuts, um, you know, when you go in the American Airlines lounge, I love those free nuts, right? <laughs> and and I'm t- talking to my health coach, and and uh, and and I said, so I'm going to, you know, I'm I'm going to Europe next week, and she said, well, you know, you remember what happened, you know, last trip? And I go, no, not really. She said, oh, you ate all those wasabi nuts, and you came back and you told me how sick you felt. <laughs> Sure. And so, you know, I substituted behaviors and, and I, and she sent me a reminder that said, have a good trip. It was lovely. Have a good trip. No wasabi nuts. And on your layover walk. And I did. Yeah. Interesting. Right. And rather, like, yeah. And, and then that was, those were my buttons, right? That's a very sure. personal story. And maybe it doesn't sound like anything to, but, it, but for me, it resonated. So when I, when I heard from her, Oh, you know, no wasabi nuts i laughed because it was a deal that had come from myself sure. just from talking about it and, and that's kind of how health coaching works a little bit and and it's subtle um but it involves the best in my mind it's the best way to improve outcomes right sure. it's yep. proven to improve outcomes so if we can tie the coach and the tech and a good a good coach right someone sure. that knows how to listen someone knows how to be present I think that, that we can get people doing and starting with those little victories, like you say, whether it's just posture and breathing or whether it's walking up the stairs or whatever, or whether it's CrossFit, right? Sure. Yeah. You need to, you need, you need to be more dedicated about it that a good health coach um, can help you get there. No, I, I and, think, no, keep going. Sorry. You, oh, I'm sorry. And, and, and the accountability that the tool provides, Right. Yeah. This tool that does posture and breathing and, and and there's that that communication of, hey, this is how I'm feeling, et cetera. Um, and, and it's tied to someone who's looking at your data with you. Sure. Um, that's where that's where it's at, in my opinion. No, I, I think that's that's really good. But sadly, Ken, we're out of time. So let's close with mentioning where people can get more information about you guys and and actually pre-order this thing. Yep, we're on the web www.obvious.me. So O as in Oscar, B as in boy, B as in Victor, U as in U, S as in S as in Sam, dot M E as in me. Um Leave it, drop us a line um, and give us your email and we will tell you when we are ready. Um, when I'm ready, you know, I'm the anti-MVP or they call me, right? I don't <laughs> believe in that. <laughs> right? When we're ready to deliver and we're getting there. Oh, if I hear the word MVP one more time. Anyway. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Ken, I really appreciate you taking the time in your day to be on the show and I look forward to keeping in touch with you and have a good rest of your day, man. Thank you. I so appreciate your questions. Thank you and your interest. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please visit our website at buildingthefutureshow.com to join the free community, sign up for our newsletter, or to sponsor the show. The music is done by Electric Mantra. You can check him out at electricmantra.com and keep building the future.